Welcome into the final part of the Irish NFL shows from Croke Park in Dublin, presented by Trust Gaming, Matchbook Betting Exchange, and our new partners, Mini Arcade Systems, who are following along with us on this Super Bowl week. The Super Bowl is this weekend coming next week, next Sunday, 11:30 p.m. Ireland UK time. You can watch it on Sky Sports NFL. Obviously, got Jeff here as well, and on BBC One Northern Ireland as well. Now uh, we'll have a show on Saturday from 6:30 p.m. UK Ireland time. More information on that at the end of the show, Mark. You told me to get you in here first. You got some breaking news you want to tell us. Yeah, I mean, as we're recording, and I know this is going to have gone around a lot more, but we've just seeing some breaking news coming from the US. Uh, actually, just saw on Twitter there that the NFL has released an announcement. Um, in order to maintain the competitive balance of the league, they're very disturbed that obviously this is the second Super Bowl in a row where one of the teams is going to have home field advantage. So to remove this as a risk in all future events, they've announced that every Super Bowl from now on will be held at AT&T Stadium at Arlington in Texas to ensure that we never see this type of event again. So yeah, back back to you, Michael. But I, thought, <laughs> I, thought, wow. I thought we were going straight to Denver on that one. That was the uh, that was the first, genuinely the first thing I seen when I woke up this morning was that on Twitter. So well done, I, I could see where it was going there. But yes, that would be interesting. Dallas nearly had the Super Bowl. Really excited to go to LA next week uh, and be a miss of me now, Jeff. Just to quickly get your opinion just on this game coming up next week, your initial thoughts, and also tell us about Sky Sports because you've got Calais Campbell over in the SoFi Stadium apparently, and obviously a big show in London. Yeah, we've well. got Calais Campbell, we got Warren Moon, uh, Baldy's going to be on the field, and then we'll be in the, in the studio. And Kay Adams is going to join us for the pregame show. So it's going to be a star-studded event. I think it's going to be a great game, guys. I think this is really an interesting game in that you got a team on how you build a football team, right? That's as a coach, you're always thinking about those kind of things. And you got one organization that basically, you know, bought bought a group of stars, leveraged their future for a group of stars to hopefully put them over the hump. The other, the other side did it differently they got a young quarterback that they believed in they drafted well and then they put a group of free agents on defense that they didn't overspend for and that's going to really give them an opportunity to continue to build that team down the road I think right now that the Rams should win the football game although when you're talking about the Bengals you're talking about a team that has belief and you know, emotion is such a big part of this game. And, you know, when I, when you hear a guy like Trey Hendrickson say, I went from New Orleans, where I'm playing on one of the best defenses in the league, to the Cincinnati Bengals because of Joe Burrow, right? That tells me an awful lot about that football team. So I think it's going to be a great game. I think I think the Rams should win the game. Uh, you know, again, this is, a, this is a big game for Sean McVay, guys. I mean, he's got to prove – that he yeah. can coach in a, in a big game, and last weekend his you know his misuse of timeouts was was alarming, and you know that that that'll get you in a big game. Inside the huddle every night from Tuesday nine o'clock on Sky Sports. Yourself and Neil and the gang are on from ten o'clock next Sunday. I will. Uh, I'm sure everyone in Ireland and, and the UK will be checking in there as well. Uh, Brian, you're going to say something. I was just going to say, this season as a whole is probably going to be one of the best seasons we've seen in, in years. And it's reflective of how competitive the playoffs were, how many games were won on last-second field goals. And for NFL fans out there who are watching the game next weekend thinking, will I ever see my team in the Super Bowl? And there's quite a lot of fans out there that will think that. You look at the Bengals last year, they won four games. They only had won two on the Borough before they got injured in Week 12. And then they only won two games thereafter. One was against the Texans and one was against the Steelers when shoots are down on the logo on the halfway halfway line and brought obviously more motivation to win that game. And they've gone from winning four games last year 
they've now been in the Super Bowl. So it can be done. Mm. It's also, you know, Colm always discussed the fact that the league wants, you know, equal balance competitiveness. And now we've seen it. We've seen a team gone from essentially being nothing for the past 10, 15 years, very uncompetitive, to now being in the Super Bowl. Yes, a lot of it is down to the fact that they've got a head coach. But Zach Taylor last year was questioning whether he'd be around. And within three to four years now, he's in the Super Bowl. You guys, so you, you, you know that's New York Giants self-talk, right? Positive self-talk. <laughs> I, see, I see Mark's now, 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 now he says it. Now he says it. Sorry. A guy says to me the other day, I watched back your video and you picked the Giants to go to the playoffs. And I said, yeah, they won six games last year. And he goes, yeah, six games. I said, yeah, they spent $200 million in free agency. They had a top 10 defense last year under Patrick Graham. They looked like they were going in the right direction with Joe Judge. And he says, yeah, well, you're completely wrong. And I said, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl, and they won four games last year. And he went, oh, yeah, I can see why you would think so. Yeah. Team with six minutes. Well, I mean, let, let's say that the Bengals under Zach Taylor have only won six games before this season in two seasons. He was 6-25-1. I mean, the seat was warm and toasty. And they go into the season with their franchise quarterback coming back from a serious knee injury. I mean, other than the most rabid Bengals fan, the beauty of this is this is a great Cinderella story. No one saw it coming. It's very reminiscent of the 2008 Arizona Cardinals and the run they went on. Even the season started. We were there week one, week two. You know, Joe Burrow doesn't look quite right. He still looks like he's you know short-arming throws. He's not stepping through the ball. He just was warming up. And he was warming up. Jamar Chase and that pick that was greatly debated was warming up. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I mean, they, they've coalesced as a team so beautifully. I, we talked a little bit last week about the defense, very underrated. Hendrickson, Hill, and uh, Hubbard, uh, the law firm or audit firm, whichever you like, uh, certainly make a difference on the defense. As Jeff said, lots of them free agents brought in and they've actually decided to build the team that way. But for me... The coaching piece is very fascinating here. Jeff, you brought up McVeigh, and he's got a lot to prove. 2018, he was outcoached by a master. He was outcoached by Brian Flores. He was outcoached by Bill Belichick. And whilst Wade Phillips and the defensive plan the Rams came up with was amazing, they just won at the same races. But let's remember who was the quarterback's coach of the Rams that year. Zach Taylor. Mm -hmm. Zach Taylor was equally outcoached. Now, does the student become the master? It is not the same matchup for Sean McVay as it was going up against Bill Belichick before. It's going up against the disciple um, and who will truly bring their team to the promised land. But yeah, Cinderella Bengals is what I want to call them other than Cincinnati. And the only problem with Cinderella is you never saw what happened after that Prince founder. You know, you never, did you see the wedding? Was it happy ever after? Yeah, you never really know. So <laughs> Save that for next week, all these metaphors. <laughs> Save all that for next week. Uh, Colin, just very, just very quickly, uh, this is going to be a great game next week because the Rams have went full Celtic Tiger. Just Cronkies went the whole crack with a, with Hollywood Park, Everhand. The mortgage payment's due. McVeigh has to own up. He has to pay the bill. Is he going to do it? I mean, we'll talk about it next week, but massive game. Well, yeah, because Super Bowls equal legacy. I mean, that's the reality. And until, say, Peyton Manning got that second ring, there was always the question mark, right? Until um, John Elway got that second ring, there was the, the question mark. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have it. Therefore, there is the question mark. So if McVeigh loses again, there, there will be that question mark. I, I agree with Jeff in terms of the, the Rams should win it, right? They have the better team. But as I said the other night, 
the Bengals have the better quarterback. I believe that. Sorry, Dan Orlovsky. But the Joe Burrow is exceptional. And Joe Burrow, I think, has... He's got to, got to prove it over the time. But he has that Brady-esque pressure quality. He do, it doesn't matter whether he's up or whether he's down. He's losing 18 points to the Chiefs at home. He goes and wins it. He gets sacked nine times against the, the Titans. And his team wins it. He It goes to Arrowhead. They're down 21-3. They come back to win it. Has he and um, Mo Egger raised this point? Burrow hasn't been outstanding, right, in the, the playoffs. And if you were to say to Bengals fans that, you know, they made it through the playoffs and they were in the Super Bowl, they would have thought that it would be on the back, probably, of Burrow winning shootouts, right, of throwing all, all these touchdowns. And yet he's been able to elevate those around him. And you see the way they respond to him uh, after, like, when they, they were trying to do the interview with, with him on the field the other day, just about everybody came up and congratulated Burrow. I think that's the impact he has had on that franchise, and I think that's what makes this so interesting. Michael, sorry, one quick point. Um, we're, we're discussing so much around Joe Burrow. We haven't really looked into Matthew Stafford. You know, there was a big trade last year. It was done very early in the offseason last January, and Matthew Stafford hadn't won a playoff game going into the playoffs. Um, you, from the three games in which he's played against the Cardinals, Bucks away, and obviously last weekend against the 49ers. You know, by and large, he's been really, really good. I know he's had a few moments, but by and large, for a guy who'd never won a playoff game, he's on a bit of a run. And like them, what we call the meltdown in Tampa a couple of weeks ago, where they allowed the Bucks to come back. You look, you look at the components of the game and how that happened. They weren't necessarily on how Matthew Stafford played. So, and that big throw at the cup at the end. So, I wouldn't say he's a point to prove next week, but he has a great opportunity. You know, you joke that Rogers only winning one Super Bowl. If, if Matthew Stafford wins next week, for all the years in it's Detroit, same, yeah. he's got a Super Bowl ring very early on in his in the same as Carson Rams career. <laughs> uh, look, I, I think that's that's what does make it intriguing is the fact, and if you go back to that that game, right, where they lost to that Super Bowl, they lost to the Patriots. That was where McVay lost you know, the, any belief in Jared Goff. And he knew he had to go and, and get somebody. And so he did. And, um, you know, has Stafford been at the level of a Mahomes or Allen? No, he hasn't. But he's done enough. Now, there was that sliding doors moment in the 49ers game. And I do think that's a worry where Stafford seems to believe he can throw the ball further than he can. And he's had a number of those this year where he's thought it's going to go five, ten yards further. And it, he's uh, been undercut by defenders. Um, the Tart dropped it for the, the 49ers. Um, I, I imagine if you're the, the Bengals, you're hoping that uh, might happen again, but that you'll get the interception. But look, equally, um, he has made throws that there's no way Goff could make. You know, Colin, that's a really good point. And I think the thing that, fan, you know, if I, if, I, if I was letting putting a line on this game, the thing that would concern me about the Rams is they have tried to give away every single one of these playoff games. And it's not just Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford didn't snap the ball over his own head. Matthew, <laughs> Sna Matthew Stafford didn't drop the ball twice at running back. But in every one of the playoff games, they have gotten close to giving it away. And I'll tell you, in playoff football, you it's like playing Russian roulette, you know, and there's a there's a there's a live arm in there at some point. And if you keep pulling the trigger, eventually you're gonna get your head blown off. And will it be this weekend? I don't think so. But, you know, again, it's it's interesting. Look at the you know another thing, you talk about turnovers being so important. Look at the amount of interceptions that both of these quarterbacks have thrown, and here they are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, Jeff, I was going to – we were talking about, a bit about McVeigh there. 
And I remember that that 18 Super Bowl, obviously, for very fond reasons. But one of the things going in was Cooper Cup, I think, got injured and they just basically shifted in Reynolds uh, as, a re- um, as a replacement. But McVeigh refused to move away from his base personnel. I think he played basically the whole season in 11 personnel. He's playing a three-wide receiver set. I don't need to do anything exotic. I don't need to do anything different. And by the time they play the Super Bowl, Belichick and Flores basically ate that up. It was like, we know every player you're going to play because we've seen 94% of your snaps in the same personnel in the same style. Do you think, and you're coming from the coaching standpoint, McVeigh has evolved as a coach and developed to yeah, I think he's. I think he's evolved and developed. I think that there, I, part of that is because of the personnel he has now that he didn't have then. When you look at the Rams, and this is interesting because this is the this is now what it takes in the National Football League. You got to have a quarterback, but you also have to have multiple weapons around him. And both of these teams have multiple weapons. What's interesting is we may not have any healthy tight ends in this game, right? And and the tight end is a big part of both these offenses. But what he has now that he didn't have. In that last Super Bowl, he's got OBJ mm. and he's got a healthy Cooper Cup yeah. and he's got a Van Jefferson. And, you know, so the so he's got multiple weapons now. He, I think he will stay in eleven personnel because right now with Higby out, they don't. I mean, they only dressed one tight end last week, so he's got some issues he's going to have to work through. Time will tell. Scott. Just on, just to finish, like OBJ, we barely talked about him. Like, what a what a redemption story! Uh, and for for the other Ohio team, um, ooh. Uh, but like, what's I think interesting? OBJ is now WR two, and what a WR two to have. But the fact that he is probably matured, right? Early in his career, it was like he he was. You know, probably physically, maybe even more gifted. We all remember the the catch, right? But then there was the boat. Then he goes to Cleveland, and there's all of the drama. This year, um, after making the move, whether it's he McVeigh or whether it's just himself, he has. It's been more you feel about the team, and there was obviously the moment with Debo. But what stood out to me was, and the 49ers melted down after the dropped interception, there was an awful head-to-head, deliberate head-to-head after that. He didn't respond to it. He caught the ball, he got up, and he made the, the neck, moved on. And I think that's a measure maybe that the Rams, as you talked about, and McVeigh have matured, and they realize what's on the line for them. Yeah, the head-to-head, Jimmy Ward, the one which you're talking about, yeah, that play last weekend. When Beckham was brought in, he was brought in to complement that offense. He was kind of fell in, he fell into his hands in a way because Robert Woods got injured literally the week in which he signed. So he became more of a, a more important to the team than may necessarily would have been had Robert Woods stayed fit for the season. Uh, yes, Mark. I was just going to say to round up because we were talking a bit about the Stafford and uh, Borough comparison. Every one of us here would love to be Matthew Stafford. We'd love to have his athletic ability, his skill as a quarterback. The fundamental difference, however, is. Chuck Norris dreams of being Joe Burrow. <laughs> Every one of us here as well picked the Rams to go to the Super Bowl as well. We'll talk about it more next week. We're live on Saturday from LA at half six, Ireland, UK time. Uh, join us, but also, of course, Jeff is on Sky Sports all week from Tuesday, 10 o'clock next Sunday. You've got obviously, Calais Campbell uh, among so many others in the stadium as well. Looking forward to watching during the week and looking forward to maybe recording. Now, you Irish guys, make sure you bring your sunscreen when you get to LA, please. Oh, <laughs> I will try. It'll, we'll be, try. it'll be like emulsion paints for me, Jeff. I just, guarantee it. <laughs> just to quickly thank uh, Trust Matchbook. Uh, Arcade, uh, sorry, mini arcade systems, obviously Mafia on the camera, DCU for the help of Jeff later on, and American Football Ireland for all their help and support. Uh, and just also, just quite frankly, thank Jeff for his support over the last 18 months.
we wouldn't be here without this and we genuinely mean that so thanks so much I mean, if we get, if we ever pay back, we would. But I mean, like, there's not much you we can do apart from do this. You don't have to thank me for anything. I'm a, I'm a fan of your show. I watch it every week, so I, I don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for coming on and great job on Sky. Even in a one or two month stretch, here. it's been great watching you, Neil, and the lads on Sky, and uh, many more years to come, I'm sure. But uh, thank you so much, and folks, we'll see you next week in LA. Bring sunscreen, bring a six pack of harp for Adam Rank, and bring that jumper. <laughs> Please bring that jumper. I, I'm going to see if I can get a photograph with Von Miller wearing this. Von Miller, uh, we can sure we'll just shout out now. We had Phillips is going to come on next Saturday at six thirty. His son is a tight ends coach for the Rams. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, big, that's it. Big, big live show. Big live show. Brian, bring the sunscreen. Bring the yo-yos. I'm more concerned about Colin than I am. I need it for Haley. If I'm a factor twenty, he's definitely a factor factor fifty. Oh gee. Here, folks, thanks a million. Uh, thanks again to all the sponsors. And we'll see you. We're back on Wednesday night. We've got uh, Sam Monson among loads of other guests. I think ten o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. Confirm in the next few days. Wednesday night, then Saturday night in, in LA. See you soon. Thanks for joining us. Salam. <laughs>